Hi friends, it's Pastor Drew Wilkerson from Bridgewater Church. Hey, thanks for stopping by this podcast. It's our prayer that as you listen, God will speak to your heart and you will feel inspired and you'll learn new things that will help you in your daily walk with God and just in life in general. So again, thanks for stopping by and thanks for listening. Good morning, everyone. It is great to see you on this Sunday before Christmas. And I hope you got your shopping done or you're almost done and that you've got the lights up and you're, maybe you've eaten a couple of good Christmas cookies. And we've been having a lot of fun with this series called Christmas at the Movies. Somebody actually took my recommendation and watched an old movie called The Bishop's Wife with Cary Grant and David Niven, one of my favorites. Well, whatever you've been doing to soak in the season, today we're turning a corner because I think we've touched on some really great themes, but today is probably the most important. Let's just do a quick review. We've talked about what it means to be excited that Christmas is coming. Remember that? Christmas is coming. And then we talked about our Yuletudes. Yes, it's still one of my favorites. Last Sunday, we uh, dove into this idea, this truth. Is Christmas a myth or a miracle? And today, I want to blend things together. But remember, I've already told you this is challenging. And the reason that it is, is because I want to talk about what it means to really believe in the Messiah. To believe in Jesus as the Christ child and to expect the unexpected. Now, If we're going to uh, connect this to one of my favorite Christmas movies, and truly it is, I enjoy watching a Charlie Brown Christmas every year. I own the book, I read it, I I love uh, talking about it, but one of my favorite scenes is when Charlie Brown goes to buy the Christmas tree for the, the play that they're putting on for Christmas. And of course, Lucy. Don't you love Lucy? She goes, go get the tree, Charlie Brown. Yeah, let's decorate it. Uh, maybe you can get one of those aluminum trees, one of those uh, uh, trees that are shiny and sparkly. Then she made the suggestion, maybe you can even paint it pink. Perfect, perfect. Charlie Brown gets to the Christmas tree lot with Linus, he looks around, and what does he find? The smallest, most pitiful Charlie Brown, as we would call it, Christmas tree. And the needles are starting to fall off, and it is a mess. It's a mess. And he comes back, and everyone laughs at him. And can I tell you what makes me sad? Even Snoopy, his dog, laughed at him. I mean, it's bad enough when your friends disappoint you, but what happens when your dog abandons you? But there's something that uh, Charlie Brown asked. He asked Linus. In fact, actually, he said this. He said, I guess you were right, Linus. 
I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I don't really know what Christmas is all about. Then he asked the question, isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? That's what I want to talk about. By, by really looking at some of the most incredible uh, characters of the Christmas story, Mary, Joseph, Jesus, the angels, shepherds, we're going to look at this in Luke 2, 1 through 21. And as we look at this and we really begin to understand what God is saying, I, again, want to, to ask you to do this. Expect the unexpected. Please, begin to let your mind be open to what God wants to do that you didn't even think was possible. And we've got three words again today to help us, and those words are believe, see, and experience. Can we say those together? Believe, see, and experience. Hey, one more time. Believe, see, and experience. If we're going to expect the unexpected, just as these incredible people that God had selected to be a part of this Christmas story, if we're going to expect the unexpected, we must be willing to open our hearts to the Christmas story and understand what Christmas is really all about. So let's, let's go to Luke 2, 1 through 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. Here's our first choice that we must make if we're going to expect the unexpected. Go and believe the unexpected. Just say it with me. Go and believe the unexpected. This story is very dramatic when you and I begin to break it down. When you and I understand the logistics, there were a lot of obstacles for Mary and Joseph to be able to uh, overcome if they were going to get to Bethlehem. Now think about it. Very, the very reason that they were going to the town of David was because this was uh, Joseph's family uh, hometown. That's why the census was created and everyone had to go to their hometown to be counted. Now, there were many reasons for the, uh, the census. It was a population count. It was also about uh, knowing if you were eligible for the military, which Jews were not eligible for uh, Roman conscription. And so the other thing was taxation, the thing we all love. Even back then, 
Mary and Joseph had to get on the road and go to the town of Bethlehem to be registered for government taxation. I can't even imagine what it would be like if all of us were told to go back to our hometowns right now and we got on the road at Christmas time and we showed up. Uh, for me, mine would be uh, Michigan City, Indiana. That's where I was born. That's where I would have to go back to. Can you imagine that? Everybody on the road all at once just to be recorded for taxes. Well, God wants us to expect the unexpected, even in the midst of the things that are mundane and the things that seem so ordinary. So Mary and Joseph take this trip. It would have been probably about 70 to 80 miles. And I can't even begin to imagine what Mary was feeling like, pregnant, so close to the birth of Jesus. And she had been told by Gabriel that they would experience and be able to rejoice in good news. But what good news was this? Hey, Joseph says, Mary, we've got to load up and go to Bethlehem. I don't know that Mary had read the prophecy in, in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. I have no idea if she knew that Bethlehem would be the town that the Messiah would be born in. All I can imagine is this, having been with Kay through three pregnancies. By the time that she was getting ready to birth, she would not have wanted to walk 70 or 80 miles over a week or two in order to get to Bethlehem. She would have been concerned. She would have been overwhelmed. And that's where we find Mary and Joseph. And to make matters worse, you know the story. Joe gets there, goes to the inn, and all he can see is the flashing neon sign. Oh, probably not. But all he heard was no room in the inn, no vacancies. What were they to do? When I began to allow God's Spirit to work on me during this message, and I thought, have I let Christmas become mundane and ordinary? Am I just on, on such a frenzied path that by the time I get to Christmas Day, I'm just worn out and don't care about the birth of Jesus? I, I thought of someone that I admire, and it's... Uh, his name is Barry Black. He is the chaplain of the Senate. But Admiral Black uh, grew up African-American in a difficult, difficult neighborhood. But he had a wonderful, godly mother. He surrounded himself with people that cared about him, people that mentored him. And he became an admiral, serving over, I think, 25 years in the Navy, an incredible chaplain, and then he was asked to serve the country as a spiritual leader. When Pastor Black was asked, what was the secret to his success? Can I read this to you? This is what he said. But the critical factor was my commitment to never underestimate the 
unfolding of God's loving providence and to expect the unexpected. This meant seeking God's will and pursuing his purpose. Mary and Joseph left their home and chose to go to Bethlehem and believe. They arrived in Bethlehem and there was no room in the inn, but a stable was offered to them. And so they decided to go to the stable and believe. Then when Mary had the baby Jesus in her arms, she chose to go and lay him in a manger, a, a, a feeding trough for animals, dirty and filthy. She chose to lay the Messiah in the manger and believe. What is God asking you and I to do? This Christmas, what do we have to do? we got to get energized, and we must decide to go where God is leading, get in his presence, and believe. If we want to know the meaning of Christmas, we need God to show us a fresh, new insight and revelation this year, and he's ready. Isn't that exciting? God is ready to show you something new and fresh if we will just go and believe the unexpected. That's why we cannot in this story without talking about shepherds. Can I read this next passage to you? And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, David a Savior has been born to you. Can I read it again? Wow, I, I got excited. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Here's the next choice that we have to, to make. If we want to understand what Christmas is all about, here it is. We have to go and see the unexpected. We've got to go do what God is telling us to do. See, here's something that I really believe, especially when I read the story of the shepherds. I believe that beyond a shadow of a doubt, God is going to tell all of us to do various things after he shares truth with us. But here's our struggle, and please hone in on this. Oftentimes, people make the wrong choices about what they want to do because they're doing what they want in their own strength, doing what they want in their own mind. And are you ready for this? That's comfortable. 
You and I aren't going to uh, be able to know what Christmas is all about and to be able to see what God has in store for us if we do what we expect, if we do what we want, if we do what's easy. Have you ever had somebody say that to you before where they say, well, you know, I just don't want to do that because I'm uncomfortable or I'm not sure how it's going to turn out. Or I don't, I don't know what someone will say to me if I do that. Mm, please, please, can we find some Christmas spirit here? Can we get some Christmas energy from this story, especially the shepherds? I know you've heard it, but can I just give you a couple of details that matter? So an angel appears. Scripture implies that it's one. In the darkness of the night, when the shepherds are out in their fields with their sheep, cool, calm, collected, and probably if it were me, I would be dozing. I'd be out. Then all of a sudden, uh, an angel in blazing light appears giving glory and honor to God saying, do not be afraid. I bring to you great news of great joy that a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah. Now, these, these shepherds are Jewish. They've been waiting for the Messiah to come all this time. And can you believe it? The angel appears to the lowest, most common, most unaccepted group of people, old men, and maybe even some children. That was kind of the makeup of shepherds. And they're the outcast. But who does the angel bring good news to? The first group of people that the Savior has been born. God's Jewish people. But can I even say this? The holy of holies came to the most unholy in the minds of the nation of Israel. And then all of a sudden, a whole host of angels appear, giving glory and honor to God. What was it, a minute? Was it three minutes? Maybe it was the hallelujah chorus and it was five minutes, I don't know. But then they disappear and this is important. This is, this is so important. They disappear and they look at each other and say, Let's go see. They didn't take a vote. They didn't take a poll. They didn't call a committee meeting. They said, God has appeared to us. Let's go and see. Literally, Scripture says they hurried off. It means to hastily speed away, but tucked in this word, is also the idea of great desire. They not only went with, with a, a sense of expecting the unexpected, but nobody had to drag them. There wasn't some Eeyore shepherd that was like, well, I guess if you make me go, I'll go. No, no, no. 
They went. They hurried. And in fact, here's what I think. If there was a shepherd who didn't want to go, they're like, stay here if you want to. And that's the problem with a lot of folks at Christmas time. They stay in their comfort zones. They stay in their homes. They stay where it's easy. They stay where they don't have to be challenged to follow scripture, do what God wants. And God's like, I've got so much to show you. Now, come on, go and see. Go and see. I, I heard Pastor Kay, my, my beautiful wife, I heard her say, out of nowhere one day, she said, uh, you know what's on my bucket list? And I said, no, honey, I, I don't know. She said, I want to see the Great Wall of China. I, can I just be clear? In my mind, I go, why? Now, I, I've been married long enough to not say that, you know, out loud. But I, I'm like, really? You, you want to go to the Great Wall? And then over the, the, the few years after she first said it, she kept mentioning that. And I, the more she said it, the more I thought, I don't want to go to China. I love to travel, but that's not my first pick, honey. In fact, we got into a conversation where she said, where would you go first? And I, I had a list. Then all of a sudden, one day, we got an invitation to go teach in Thailand. And God literally, while I was doing devotions and praying one day, I heard him whisper, go the long way and see the Great Wall. I didn't hesitate. I didn't argue. I went upstairs and I said, God just said to me, we need to go see the Great Wall of China. Kay's like, and I'm like, oh boy. And you know what? We did. And we walked on the Great Wall. And she looked at me as we stood there in China, outside of Beijing. And she looked at me and she said, how do you feel about it now? And I said, I would never have wanted to miss this. Folks, we've got to believe we have to see. Before we ever experience it, we have to see it. But that's the last insight. We have to be willing to go and experience the unexpected. Let me just read this last part. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. It is probably one of the most simple, but one of the most powerful moments in this story. The shepherds went and they saw the child and they experienced the birth of the Messiah for themselves. There are some things in life that we can talk about all day long and until we experience it for ourselves, it's never going to have real meaning. I... I uh, had a bucket list 
desire of my own. I wanted to ride in a, a 1930s biplane. I didn't care whether it was enclosed or open. But this last year, through a friend here in the ministry of the church, I was able to go ride in, in a 1930s biplane for an hour. And uh, it, was, it was exciting. We saw everything. The day was clear. It was on a Sunday afternoon after church. It was incredible. I took pictures and I raved and I got home and I called my kids and I talked to friends and I said it to Kay and then I realized something. The more I talked and the more I showed all my pictures, everybody's eyes were glazing over. You know why? Some things you can only experience yourself. Have you had the experience that the shepherds had? And you've seen Jesus for yourself. Have you accepted him as the Messiah, your Savior? And maybe you have. But you've gotten disillusioned by things that have happened. I hear this from people so often that they'll say to me, this isn't what I expected. I never thought this would happen. I, I've lost my health. I've lost a loved one. Uh, I, I've been through a divorce. No, lots of things in this life we never would have expected. But Jesus says, I want you to expect the unexpected from me. I could do miraculous things. Do not give up. If you're listening to this today and you're struggling, you're going through a health issue, you're in a crisis, people have walked away from you that you love. Do not give up. Hang on. Go and see Jesus fresh again. Ask God for that in prayer. Even though he was born over 2,000 years ago, we can have a fresh encounter with God and experience the unexpected if we will give ourselves to God. You got to do it. You got to do it. In fact, I love this. It said uh, not only that they hurried off, and they had a great desire. But once they saw Jesus, they were in awe and wonder. It said they wondered. They were, they were so inspired that they went away worshiping and everybody they met. I think they woke up all of the end. I think they woke up all of Bethlehem. They're like, the Messiah has been born. And when God appears to you and God does something fresh and new in your life, who are you going to tell and solidify that a miracle has happened in your life? Do you remember what Charlie Brown said to Linus? Can anyone tell me, does anyone know what Christmas is all about? Do you know what Linus did? Linus quoted scripture, but he did more than that. He told the Christmas story, and when you listen, you realize it was all about the experience, the awe and the wonder that only Jesus can give. This morning, I want to pray for you. If you need a fresh revelation, on this Sunday before Christmas, we've got an entire week to expect the unexpected. And I want to pray that for you.
right now. God, help us to expect the unexpected. May these Christmas characters be more than just uh, people in a story. But may this actually be a story that is alive because Jesus is the Messiah and he is alive. And for all my friends and family that are listening today, I pray this simple prayer. God, help us to lean in and to truly desire to expect the unexpected, even though we're overwhelmed, we're upset, we might be angry, we might feel lost. May we decide right now as I'm praying, may we all unite together to say, I'm going to let the past go. I'm going to let my hurts and my, my uh, failures go. I'm going to bring everything to the manger and I'm going to worship in awe and wonder. Jesus, we're ready to receive a new revelation because we are ready to expect the unexpected. And we ask for an incredible Christmas celebration that gives you glory and honor in these few days ahead. And we ask it in the name of Jesus, the baby of the manger, the Savior of the cross, and the resurrected King. Amen. Have a Merry Christmas. Enjoy the next few days. Don't forget to join us uh, for Christmas Eve service at 5 o'clock, one service, here at 3100 Princeton Road, or you can catch the service, uh, a, a little different version, but you can see us online as well. I love you. I'm praying for you. And what I want you to remember is this. God has a miracle waiting for all of us if we'll expect the unexpected. Love you. See you soon. Bye. Hey, friends, thanks for listening. And if you want to be a part of our eFamily, then all you have to do to join us is click the link below, and you can check us out on our YouTube page. You can also join us on social media. And if you'd like to support the ministry, then just click the link to give. We're so grateful for all of our partners and together we can do more than we can alone. So again, thanks to all of you for listening to this podcast and also thank you for helping us reach people around the world for Jesus Christ.